A good talk today's David Dav Samachay, page 65 in the Heligam Sekhas Buva Kama. I mean, we're at the two dots, four lines from the top of the Amud. We are up to Gufa, a piece of a previously quoted statement. All right, here we go. Umarav. Rav says, Karen Kane Shaganav. You know, when you pay, when you steal, you pay the Karen from the time that you stole. What about the extra penalty that you pay double and the four or five times? When, do you, when does that go by? At the time that you stood in court. So here we go. Basic, basic idea. Yanko steals an animal worth $500. He's going to have to pay back an animal worth $500. What happens if at the time that they bust him, the animal was worth $400? So he's still going to have to pay, listen closely, he's going to have to pay 500 for the first part, but the kefel, the double payment, is not that you pay 500 twice, you're going to pay 500 the first time, the double payment is going to be in the current value, it's going to be 500 plus 400. And the same thing holds true by our Baba Chamisha. when you shecht it or sell it, you pay four or five times, four or five times the value of the time that you're taking to court for it. Not go, doesn't go by the time that you stole it. And this is logical because the principal amount is you, you take what you stole. You took 500 bucks, give back 500 bucks. Who cares if it went down in value, right? Who cares, what's not for me? No, or go up in value. This is what you stole, is what you give back. The extra penalty, I didn't steal that. That's something the terror puts on me. So how much do I pay? Depending on the value at the time that I'm busted, the terror says, you put it on you. So whatever time that is, that's when you're going to pay that double Quadruple, quintuple. All right. My time at the rap. What's the reason for Rav Amar Kroshtay and Pasuk Gneva Vichai? Am I coming Rachmana Chayim Begneva? Why does he got to tell me that there's that it was alive? Whatever you stole was alive. Achil Karen Kain Shaganav to let me know that you bring back that which you stole to the time you like bring it back to life. You look at the original time when you stole it. Ah, that was the value. Come, come over here, my dear, uh, my, my dear stolen object. Let's look at you the time that you were stolen, and that's what you're going to pay for. Amar of Now, interestingly, the Gemara doesn't say why you pay different at the time of judgment. The answer is because that's Svara. That's, that's something Bezdin's putting on me. So Bezdin's going to look at the animal that I stole at the time of judgment and say, fine, pay back double the value of this animal. The double payment will be 400, let's say, and the four or five. Amar of says, Rav must have said this halacha as he was falling asleep. In other words, eh, this ain't, does not work. He must have been chapping at Rimmel. Yeah, dozing off on Shabbos afternoon. The time of the If I, Yankul, steals an animal worth $500 and he feeds the animal cholent and he feeds the animal kishke and he feeds the animal all sorts of Yummy, delicious Shabbos foods that give it a neshama yaseira and add weight to it. <laughs> okay, so now the animal's worth $600 because Yankel gives it delicious Shabbos food. Then you're going to pay only the amount that you pay at the time that you stole it, which means, this seems to imply that everything goes at the time that you stole it. Even the double and quadruple and quintuple. So why is Rav saying otherwise? Rav must have fallen asleep when he said this halacha. I mean, they said, Over there, the Ganav could say to the owner, listen, I stole an animal worth 500. 
I paid for the schmaltz and the cholent to get it up to 600. I should pay to fatten your cow and now you're going to get back the cow plus $600? What's your right to do that? Toshma, come and listen. Let's try to see what the halach is. What happens if it was worth 600 and the ganav doesn't feed it uh, greasy chutland? The ganav takes it to Whole Foods and starts feeding it alfalfa sprouts. And now the cow is starting to look more like a duck. It's, uh, it's losing weight and it's going down in value. You go from the time that you actually stole machines, you're going to pay back more. But when you go, why? Another question on Rav. Rav said, it doesn't matter. You go at the time of Amad Abedin. There as well, the, the, the Ganav. The thief could say to the owner, Listen, what's the difference if I kill it completely or if I kill it partially? What do you mean completely kill it partially? That the value went down. When does Rav say that you go at the time that it was taken to court? Only be Yokra Bezula Hudaka Omar. That's when it, uh, it went up or down in value, which means that Rob's going to hold no matter what, um, wh- whether it went up in value or whether it went down in value, there's no difference. Bottom line is, the, uh, the payment is going to be made from the time of Hamad Abedin. Says the Gemara, okay, wh- one second, you, didn't just, you really didn't clarify anything just now. Hey, dummy, what are we talking about? What's happening here? Let's go back to square one. What's going on? What's the case? Are you going to tell me the cow initially was worth a zuz? Okay, let's call it a hundred dollars. Ulubisayf, and then when the ganav shechted it or sold it at the end of the animal's life, before the the, the ganav's busted, he fattened it up, and now it's worth four hundred dollars. It was worth a hundred bucks. Now it's four hundred. Karen kein shaganav. Rav's going to say like this: the first payment is at the time that you stole it. So how much are you going to pay? A hundred. You stole a hundred dollars. Now, the double payment is going to go up to 400. That's going to come out that Rav argues on Rabbah. Somebody steals a barrel of wine from his friend. At the time that I stole it, it was worth 100 bucks. And then when the, the barrel broke, it was worth 400 bucks. So if he broke it or drank it, you're going to pay back 400. Itmar Mamel, if it broke by itself, Mishalim Zuza, you're going to pay back one, you're going to pay back one hundred dollars. Army, they said, Kikamarav, where did Rav say this halacha? This is right, he's arguing on Rav. He says, Where did Rav say this? going to make Kara Shavi Arbab Saib Shavi Zuza. That's where it went down in value, not when it went up in value. And therefore, Karen Kain Shaganav, you're going to pay the main amount, the principal amount from the time that you stole it. You're going to pay back the four or five times from the time. That we took that we took him uh, into court. Okay, so what's going to happen is you're going to pay back four or five times the value of the time that the axe was shechted, which was a hundred dollars, as opposed to paying back four or five times of the of the uh, uh, four hundred dollars. Tony, Tony. Bottom line is we're trying to prove Rav being incorrect in saying that the principal amount is the time of theft, the other payments at the time of of Hamad uh, the time that he's taken to court, and each time we've wiggled out and explained how Rav can work out. 
Tani Rav Chanina L'Siul Rav. Now we tried a few ways to knock Rav off. Now we're going to bring a brisa that seems to be in support of Rav's halacha. And the brisa says like this: Bala Bayis Shaton Tainas Ganav Bipikadim. So, if you have a shimer and the owner comes looking for his item that he deposited, and the shomer, the watchman says, ah, it was uh, stolen. Venishba, and he swears that it was stolen. And then after he swears, he walks over and he says, actually, I want to do tshuva. Vahayda, nobody stole it, I just wanted to hold on to it. and now witnesses come, and they say, oh, Taka, that's what happened. After he admitted, if he admitted before the witnesses came, then he's going to only pay the principal amount plus a fifth of the principal amount, which you do when you swear falsely, and a guilt offering for swearing falsely. That's what you got to do. Okay, which means you do not pay four or five times. However, if the witnesses come, he's like, oh, oh yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, I took it. Yeah, after the witnesses already busted him, so then you are still going to pay back, uh, you're going to pay back double. Okay? Now how much is the added fifth? The added fifth is measured according to the second payment, not the first payment. We now turn to They say no. They say the added fifth goes on the original amount. Any money that was there at the time of the claim of theft, you add on a fifth to anything that's not there at the time of theft, you do not add a fifth on to. And you learn from this b'risa, the b'risa says that the added fifth for the uh, false oath is going to go on the kefal payment, what does he mean? What's, what's the case? If when you stole it was worth $400, and now it's worth $400, so what does he mean? You add a fifth to the kefal, it's, it's the same thing, right? Four zuz is one, a fifth of four zuz is one zuz. First it was worth four, and now it's worth one. The kefal so, in order to pay kefel, that's a full zuz, v'chumshe zuze, and one-fifth is a zuz, uh, is a zuz as well. Alma karen ke'en shaganav, which means you want to pay back the principal amount, ke'en shaganav, of the time when he stole it, tashlumi kefel, v'tashlumi abav chamisha, k'shasim adabitim. But the, the secondary, the, the doubled payment, and the four-five payment, is going to be b'shasim adabitim. So, says the Gemara, we have a proof to Rav, again, that the principal amount always goes at the time of the theft, and the kara uh, and the kefel, the double amount or the or the arbava chamisha, the four or five times that's going to go by a mother. But then we have a proof to Rav. Amarava Rav says no, there's no proof to Rav there either. So again, before we were trying to prove Rav's wrong, now we're trying to prove Rav is correct, and now the Gemara is going to say no, there's no proof he's correct either. It could be that it was worth four hundred the time that he stole it, and when he's taken to when he's taken to Bezdin. He's brought the court, it's all worth $400. zuza. And I'm going to say, so the KFO payment is going to be one, the, it's going to be a fifth, which means a zuz, and it's the same thing. 
He swore falsely multiple times. And then he agreed. The Torah says you always add a fifth. Which means the Torah adds multiple fifths, multiple fifths that need to be carried that need to be uh, that could be added on to one principal amount, which is a fascinating chiddush, and it works like this. I claim that something was stolen. It was worth four hundred zils. Um, and I swear to the fact that it was stolen. Then somebody else, for some reason, the Bezdin obligated me to swear again, and I swore again, and I swore again, and I swore again. Each time that I swear, I have to add a fifth onto the uh, onto the uh, full amount. So you know there's only one principal amount. I could, by each oath that I take falsely about that principal amount, I'm going to keep adding another fifth onto whatever was there. So now that I did it four times, I added a fifth four times, that adds on an entire zuz. And now that I add on an entire zuz, now that it's worth a zuz, I'm paying, I'm paying the kefal. So again, follow. You have, I stole $400. Now it's worth 100 I'm busted. But... Before I'm busted, I swore falsely four times. So now it's only worth a hundred. I'm going to pay back a fifth of the principal amount, and that adds up to the full KFL payment because the KFL payment is only one hundred because that's the current value that uh, that it has now. We add on a fifth to that which was originally stolen or claimed to be stolen when do you add a fifth you add a fifth onto any amount that was originally uh, claimed against money that was not uh, claimed in the beginning you do not add a fifth onto that which means like this I stole a hundred you claim that it's yours I swear Let's say it's false. How much do I really need to pay you now? 120. Let's say you have me swear again. Do I need to pay an added fifth on 120? Or do I only pay the added fifth on the principal amount? On the original amount that was claimed to be stolen. So the Tana says, you only pay a fifth on the original amount that was claimed to be stolen. You don't add a fifth onto the, onto the new fifth. Okay? But you do bring... Another carbon asha. Aren't we done with a fifth that was not paid? That you add on the on the principal amount plus a fifth, which means you always add that fifth amount from the time that it was stolen. But maybe you should not bring an asham. Maybe you know the question is: We know you add a fifth each time. The question is: Do I need to have to bring a new carbon asham each time? The word S is mafsik the kra. It divides up the pasuk to say there's a different halacha between the payments and the uh, and the karban asham. Rav Shimon bar Yechai. And what about Rav Shimon bar Yechai? Now, Rav Shimon bar Yechai earlier on taught us that uh, karban asham depends on on uh, the initial amount that was ultimately stolen. No, you're not, you're not going to bring it if there's a false claim about the Karen or about the Arba of Hamisha. So why doesn't he say that S is Mechalik between the, the Chaymish payment and the Karban payment? The S Arve Kra. He says the word S is Arve Kra 
it connects the carbon asham to that which was said before with the with the with the chaimish uh, with the with the extra fifth amount, and therefore it's letting me know it's also dependent on on uh, whether or not I'm bringing this asham on the original amount or I bring the asham for the additional payments. I'm only bringing the asham for additional payments. Says Hashem Barichai. Rabbanami Rabban going to say They're going to respond to him. The Torah didn't have to write avav or the word s because you're basically. You know, sometimes you overspeak and you end up saying two negative things, which makes a positive, and you could have just left the whole thing out in the first place, and we would have known what you were talking about initially. The Torah needed to write the word S because it had to separate <coughs> between Mum and Hektish and Mumman that belonged to people. Therefore, comes along the Vav. It was necessary to write both. both uh, Situations, but we put a pasuk above to connect the to connect the pesukim, okay? Which is that you bring a carbon carbon asham when it's about a claim that has to do with the initial amount, which was stolen, without the added fifths. Okay, period. End of that gemara. New gemara. Ready? Amar Avila. Fascinating case. Follow. This is incredible. Ganav Tlevenasa Ayol Egovenasa Shor Nasa Shino Biyadayu Knoi. It's wild. If I steal an animal and it matures, any type of animal, since it changed in my domain, I've acquired it and now it becomes mine. Okay. What does it mean I've acquired it and it now becomes mine? So here's the halacha. I don't give back the animal, I give back the value of what I stole. Okay? So I stole a calf and now it's a bull. You can't walk over me and say, give me back the bull. I say, I didn't steal a bull, I stole a calf. Uh, same body, I'll give you the value of what I stole. I'll give you the value. I'm not giving you back the bull. I've acquired it from the fact that it matured in my, uh, in my domain. It's considered like he shechted his own animal. It's considered like he sold his own animal. And you did not pay dollar the This is incredible. We're ready for this. Incredible. Notice. This is the halacha. Yankel steals a calf. If he would be busted, he's going to pay back double. If he shechts it or sells it, he's going to pay back four or five times. Nobody catches him for two years. This calf is now a bull. Since he's acquired it, if he shechts it or sells it, he does not pay four or five times. What do you mean? You shechted or sold the animal that you stole? No. I shecht because it's my animal. That's how it could be. It's my animal. And when I stole it, yeah, I, I need to pay you back the original amount, or maybe I even need to pay you kefal. I do need to pay you kefal. But it's now mine. And I could shecht my own thing. I do not need to pay you back four or five times the amount. David's not happy. Okay, let's keep going. I hear why you're not happy. Ask the Gemara. You steal a tla sheep and now but ram. You steal a calf and now it's an ox. You pay back four or five times the value of when you stole it. So do you pay back four or five times the amount after it became a bull? You betcha. I don't understand. If it became a bull, you just told me you acquired it with a shinoi. Why are you paying four or five times from the value of when you stole it? I thought you're not paying back four or five times at all. You shechted your own thing. 
You sold your own thing. Okay, fine. So the fact that a change doesn't give you an acquisition, why you got to pay from the time that you stole? You should pay from the value it is now. You should pay back double the value of a ram, double the value of an ox. Well, I'm only paying back double the value of a calf. Why is that happening? Amalei, he says, I'll tell you why. The reason why he doesn't pay back the four or five times of the current value of the animal is because the Ganav could say, one second, what I steal from you? A calf or an ox? I stole a calf. Did I steal a sheep or did I steal a ram? I stole a sheep. Okay? And therefore, there's no way to tell me that you're going to pay back the value that it is now. I didn't take this. I took something that had lesser value and it became this. He says, one second, that is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Why? Because what many of us are thinking. And he says, I don't really care. Did I steal a calf or did I steal an ox? He says, you stole a calf, but guess what? Calves become oxen. Are you going to tell me, but I'm the one that made it an ox? You know what the last letter of the Aleph base is? Tough. That's your problem. You stole it. Don't steal in the first place. I don't care if it became an ox now. You should pay back. What an illogical argument. He says, no, it's not illogical. I actually make a lot of sense. The Banshem should spare us from your argument. Did I steal an ox or a calf? I stole a calf. So they're going at each other. He says, I don't know what you're talking about. It's a terrible mistake. You can't pay back something you never stole. Another one says, you're making a terrible mistake because you could pay back that which you didn't steal. That's a risk you take when you steal something that you know is going to mature. And each one is sticking to his guns. Maskifla Rav Zera. Rav Zera asks a challenging question on the same topic. Remember, this parak is all about stealing. Since you say this deck idea, it's a foundational idea, and that is there's times where I steal something and a mamash becomes mine. Okay? One of the ways it becomes mine by it changed in my domain. Another thing that becomes mine is by Shinu Hashem. The whole name changed. It's not a sheep. It's not a sheep anymore. It's a ram. It's not a calf. It's an ox. So why don't we say that he acquires it just like that? And maybe I shouldn't pay back four or five times at all. Rav says, This is fascinating. We actually had to look this up. We were looking at the difference between a bull and an ox and a steer. Yeah. So he says, you should know that an, you don't acquire with Shino Hashem because an ox is called a calf, which becomes an ox. It's not called really called a different name, right? It's like uh, a child that gets older, you might change to an adult, but an adult is always a child. You always have been a child. It's not called a shina Hashem. You're both human. You're both people. Yeah. Sometimes I hear, I was more into this. It's kind of like my chap. When I was teaching people to say, I love kids. I'll say, okay, at what age do you stop loving people? Like, 
When does that stop? You love kids or you love people? I love kids. I, I, like what age does it flip to like, I love you, now I hate you. What are you, nine years old now? 10 years old, 11, 12, 13, 15, 19, 27? I love kids. What does that mean? You don't love adults. Or you don't love people who aren't kids. Or do you love people? Says the Gemara. An ox is an ox is an ox is an ox. A ram is a ram is a ram is a ram. When it's younger, we have a different, you know, it's a, it's a calf, that, it's a sheep that's going to be a ram. It's a calf that's going to be an ox. It's an ox. And therefore you don't acquire it with Shinei Hashim. Shor Shabbat Shor. I'll prove to you that an ox, which is a day old, is still called an ox. Even the Torah, it says, Shor Aikesef Ayez Kiyivalit. When a shor, an ox, is born. Aha. So what do you see from here? In the Tehreh, an ox is born. Did it say a calf? Nope. Called it an ox right away. Give out. Ayo ben yamekari ayo. And a ram, that's a day old to go to ram. Dursiv. Yeah, I didn't eat the, the I didn't eat the Elim, the rams from, from uh, your cattle. Um uh Elim Hudalayachal. I didn't eat rams, but Ksavim Achal. We're saying I did eat the sheep. This is by by the way, this is uh, Yaakov and Lavan. Yeah. He's saying what, what he did, what he took. He said, I didn't take these. Oh, but he did take the younger ones. No, I'm Shmami no, I open Yami Karayal. But Yaakov Avinu, when Yaakov Avinu said to Lavan after 20 years working for him, I didn't take anything by not taking any rams, means even from the youngest age, I didn't take rams. Hence you see that even, even at the young age, it's called a ram. Okay, one more step and I will hold it here. Says Kasha. Bottom line is we have a question. Why do we have a question? Because even though the name didn't change, the bottom line is the animal changed and that should make you acquire it so when the person shechts it when the thief shechts it why is he paying four or five times the amount okay we should say it's his animal that's being shechted why tak are you paying back four or five times the amount got it yeah okay let's an- let's give one answer Amr of says how money Beishamahi the Amri and we're going to pick up from here tomorrow. Let's just learn this step. Bishamai says, When you steal something and a change happens, a ganav gan does not acquire it. Changes do not acquire it when you steal it. Why not? The Tana learned in the If somebody gave a zaina, a prostitute for payment, you gave her wheat kernels. Now, what are we getting on to? Anything that you use to pay a zayna, you not let it. You can't use for a sacrifice. Kept using the base of English. But he gave her weak kernels, vas and silas, and and um, she made a flour. Zaysim he gave her olives, vasosham, and she made olive oil. Uh, Anavim gave her grapes, vasosham, she made wine. Tani chada aser. One brisa says you still cannot use it because it still keeps its original name. Tani tana mutter. No, the name changed. And Rabbi Yosef says that Gorion taught us that Beishamai said it's usher to use it, and Basil says it is mutter. So before we didn't give names to it, here we're giving actual names. Beisham tomorrow we'll pick up from here, and based upon how you handle these payment to the to the zaina, this is going to help bring us back full circle to what happens when there's a change. Within something that I stole. We'll hold it here for this evening. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Have a tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m. We'll see everybody, hopefully from Yerushalayim. Agitanacht.